Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Hawkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at RedRiverToyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? I'm good. Good uh, here. I'm driving around again. I'm glad we were able to, you know, yesterday I got I got tweets from people who said we were able to help them avoid the accident at Central and Highland. So I'm going to try to incorporate any traffic reports into, into my appearances here on the show as well. But so far, so good. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Now, uh, Marcus All, it's retirement day. Mm-hmm. January 31st, 2024, something we need to add to the calendar. Likely we're going to see his, uh, his jersey retire. But I want to ask you, um, having been here, watched all of Mark Gasol's basketball with the Memphis Grizzlies, what's your favorite memory? What's your favorite memory when you look back at all of the things that Mark Gasol did in the Grizzly uniform? A particular memory. A particular don't know that I have one. I mean, in in the sense that what do you remember about Mark is, um, firstly, you remember is the transformation, you know, like from the the kid at Lausanne. I mean, I I covered Mark when he was Powell's little brother and Powell was introduced as the face of this franchise. And here was this, you know, little brother who came along with him. And then he goes to Lausanne and, um, you know, and has becomes the, Pudgy Power, you know, center who who led Lausanne to the state, you know, championship game, and and then the deal. I, actually, one of my favorite memories is, or one of the memory thing I really came, I, I thought about today was when they made that deal that summer, and everyone was killing Chris Wallace, of course, at the time for everything. I have a signal, of course, please. But um, I happened to be covering the Olympic team in China. I think it was in China that year. I think that summer was in China. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I went and I talked to Kobe about Mark because he had you know been a teammate of Mark's whatever he knew Mark or he would and he just couldn't he didn't been a teammate of Mark's but he he knew Mark and he just raved about him just raved about him and you know he he said Mark's going to be a you know I don't think he said he's going to be an all star but 
Absolutely. Ray Pau was, was a, a part of that, you know, in that part of that Olympics as well. And what was interesting is just the high opinion that so many people had of Mark, um, you know, even at that time. Obviously, not completely shared by the Grizzlies because a year later they would draft a shame to beat. And then, and then he gets here and obviously has the year he has and the years he has and the career he has and the, you know, defensive player of the year and the first team all NBA. And, the, you know, I mean, the, the, the memories, so much of the memories of Mark are just memories of that team, right? As of the, right. Of, of beating the Spurs and of beating the Clippers and of all of that. Um, but the thing about Mark was he he was like you could you could also sit down and have a conversation with him like mm-hmm. about anything you know he, he spent that one summer where he literally volunteered to help rescue um you know immigrants who were been were drowning in the Caribbean from the sea you know and then the, or he would talk about vegetables or he would talk like Mark had it's weird because he's he he is a Memphian, obviously had very different roots, but like he, he he could you could talk to him like anyone other kid who sort of grew up in Memphis, you know. And so I don't think I have a particular memory. I just like that whole group, um, and it's hard to separate the four of them. Honestly, right. um, they they did things to transform uh, the way people thought about the Grizzlies and the way people honestly thought about themselves and the city. And Mark always took, you know, he took great pride in that. And so, uh, you know, what, whatever. Is, he, is it hitting a shot against San Antonio? Yeah, is I think it, that's uh, up there. Is it, is it tearing his jersey? Is it uh, Conor McGregor walk? Like, in terms of particular games, he was never better, I don't think, than – like, he had, a, he had a game in the series that they lost against San Antonio – Against six games, I think, where he and Kawhi were going back and forth and back and forth. He was magnificent in that series. Um, so he had his magnificent moments, but of course, Mark never, Mark really did care about the team. And yeah. he will tell you that he learned it. You know, he, he grew up the way he did. He was offered a chance to walk on with Calipari at Memphis if he wanted to, and instead he went back and he played with the Spanish national team, and he will tell you that that is where, you know, his sensibility came from. He learned about team and about valuing team and about putting things over individual stats or whatever else from that group of players that he played with, and um, and then he embodied it. He, he really didn't care about the other stuff, you know. He cared deeply, deeply about about team and about the the larger enterprise, not just not just the team, but the larger community. Yeah, and then drunk Mark with Toronto was pretty fun, right? <laughs> That's the memory I pointed to when Gwen Connor yeah. asked me the same question. Drunk yeah, Mark almost fun. falling off the top of a double decker bus. Yeah, that was. That's about it. That's yeah, about it was great it that 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 when he left here, he left here to go to a place where he could win a championship. Yep. But then, then literally, you know, to you have, know a lot of people, a lot of Grizzlies fans, almost took pride in it. I would say. Oh, 100%. I mean, everyone was rooting for him. Uh, you know, sometimes team players leave and you root against them, but it wasn't that at all. And then he puts, you know, inside of his ring, um, you know, he, he, he pays tribute to the Grizzlies. Like, it mattered to him. Memphis mattered to him. And, um, and so I, I always appreciated that.
Do you think he makes it into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame? Obviously, like I think people always sort of misinterpret what it means. I, I don't think he's a you know if there was an NBA Hall of Fame, I don't know if he's part of that. It's you know three All Stars, two All NBAs. He had some good years, no question. Um, but the accolades were not strictly in the NBA. What he did overseas was pretty phenomenal as well. Do you think he, he makes it in? Um, yeah, because the because the basketball hall of fame is different it you know right. it, it it's sort of harder to predict um but i think i mean Kyle is obviously in and um already you know and I then think mark if 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 there's and then i think I, I think they had a real impact like right. that uh, on international basketball i think in some ways he had a bigger impact on basketball than your garden you know writ large than your garden variety you know seven-time all-star who was, you know, an American had during that same period because of what, you know, Mark and Powell and, and, and Navarro and whatever did for international basketball. So I suspect because of that, I suspect he will get in, but it, 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 it will be arguable. Yeah, it'll be arguable, but I think in the end of the day, you can just sort of look they'll at that. In. I think that last name may be the feather in the cap, too. I think that having that Gasol be. last name pretty, pretty, pretty well, helpful. And it's it, it's part of it. Like it, 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 like he really like they. That's another thing. Like they take pride in that they were brothers and that they, you know, they they and particularly for Spain, they did it together. You know, so the, the, their accomplishments are not unrelated. It's not just the last name. It's what they did together for Spain. So um, I think he probably will make it in the end. Mm-hmm. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. On X, Daily Memphian columnist, also Jeff Calkin's show. Tennessee NIL violation. Let's talk about it. Nico Liava is is sort of the, the recruitment in question. There was a supposed private flights that were involved on a private jet. Um, and they used NIL as a recruiting inducement. Of course they did. Um, but every time, I, I don't know about you, and I think you're probably in the same boat as me. Every time I hear NIL violation, name, image, and likeness violation, I just laugh. It just feels like the most toothless, stupid attempt to try to go ahead and govern something that you have mismanaged so badly if you're the NCAA. Yeah, I I don't – well, there's a lot of different elements to this because there's both the of investigation course. of Tennessee and then there's the lawsuit that Tennessee has, has filed. And the investigation, I think, is weird because we don't actually know – we've heard from the New York Times reported that they're, one of the violations is – um, a, a private plane that was sent for Nico or whatever else. And that's the kind of thing that if you're saying that's against the rules, I, that's fine. That seems to drive the inducement stuff. We don't actually know in the, in the investigation that there's been no reporting that it's because it was an inducement. Um, but we know that Tennessee has and Tennessee and Virginia, the States of Tennessee and Virginia have now sued the NCAA. And on that front, yeah, I, it's just crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know how. And I've read the lawsuit now, and it makes all the sense in the world. How can you possibly have a world of nil and the world that we exist that exists that we understand exists and believe that people aren't going to talk to athletes in advance about what they're going to get once they get there? And that is, by definition, an inducement. It, it, it was just a crazy, like it's some imaginary weird ass world where you just sign up to a university and then 
okay, now tell me what I'm going to get. Like, it's a freaking yeah. game show. Like, it's stupid. It's just not how it works anywhere. Now, I don't, what I don't blame the NCAA, NCAA for is, like, some will say, well, I, I never passed any regulations that made it. They can't pass regulations. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not authorized to any regulations that they pass. They'd be sued over those, right? So, in fact, they are being sued over those. Now that they have put in place regulations, which are, you can't use it as inducement, they're going to be sued over them. So I don't really blame the NCAA for not coming up with appropriate guardrails or whatever, because they can't. There are no guardrails. Like, they've lost this. And so what I do blame them for is now trying to enforce this thing that it, 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 that makes no sense whatsoever. I... I I really don't understand. I don't even understand how they think it should work. Like that, that if you're an athlete and you want to go to Alabama, you just say, okay, I'm coming to Alabama without knowing how much you're going to get. That's just stupid. It would be like hiring a, a coach. And if Mike Norvell goes to Florida state, he says, you know what? I just want to go to Florida state. And then once he gets there, they'll tell him what he's making. That's the stupidest <laughs> thing in the world. So I don't really understand what they think the universe this imaginary universe should or does look like where it's not used an inducement. Everybody knows it is used as an inducement. It's what do you got? That's the first thing every player asks. What am I going to get here versus what I'm going to get somewhere else? It's just, it's so bizarre that they've just decided to enforce this. I don't know that it's toothless in the sense that it's, like, they gave Florida State real punishments. They gave an assistant a show cause. They, you know, reduced scholarships. They did so four this inducement stuff. So I, I do think it'll prove to be toothless in the sense that I believe the entire thing will be overturned. Well, I, I, well, I can imagine what, that this will stand. What ultimately I think is going to happen is that college football, the people at the top, the coaches, the athletic departments, people that are going to make the decisions, the commissioners, they're going to break off from the NCAA. They're going to get tired of this nonsense. And, and like the, the thing that the thing they do, though, once they do, here's the thing. Once this is just once they do, what world? Are, because here, even from those coaches at big Power Five schools, you hear all the time, "This is a disaster. It's the Wild West out here. We need guardrails. <laughs> it's, this is crazy, right? <laughs> right? Well, this is the guardrails, right? Like this is guardrails. So unless they're embracing a world, I, I can see them splitting off. I can 100% see that. Does that then group that split off say anyone can transfer anytime? And they can pay whatever they want, and it can be discussed up front with coaches, with everybody, and come. Because my sense is, is that even the Power Five schools, for whatever reason, they don't want this. They don't. They don't like the world of the Wild West. But then, anytime the NCAA tries to enforce something that isn't the Wild West, then they sue or scream or whatever else. So, unless you're going to say they're at that they are actually employees which I don't think they may break off, but they don't want to call them employees. Right. Even that group doesn't want to call employees. What's, I, I don't understand. Once they break off, what are the rules going to be? I think, I think they're just going to get a uh, hold on the transfer portal. An anytime transfer, one-time transfer, whatever it is. That's what yeah, I think they're going to And then, the, then, then I think we, there'll be an effort. Can't, you, can't, you know you can't stop them from only doing transferring I, once because that's I, already been over I, I Well, maybe it's just that, right? Um, but it's been a lot easier for, for certain guys to even transfer twice. But I think uh, also it'll have to do, and this is so hard to actually go ahead and govern, but it's about meddling with other people 
uh, other people's rosters. I think that will be something. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That will be a, a sort of big discussion with a new group that, is, that is operating that away from the NCAA. I can imagine that you could say, listen, you can talk to other people once they enter the portal. Like, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not an antitrust professor. I imagine that that might be something that could be upheld, not possibly an illegal restraint trade. So that's possible. But what you, you would say, see is a lot of guys just getting in the portal with maybe an intention to come back, but it's just sort of like testing the waters in the NBA draft for some of these prospects. That's sort of what right. it would become, and I think that's a lot more fair than what we're seeing right now with everybody just reaching out to everybody's roster. Now, again, I still think it's really hard to go ahead and govern that and, and penalize people for that because we have players talking to players, and they know guys yeah. on other teams. It's just hard to sort of get a hold on that. But I think that will be sort of of, of the, the the top priority when it comes to when it comes to transfer portal and trying to get a hold on everything. But uh, the other thing that really bothers me about the NCAA's sort of decision here to go after Tennessee and Florida State is, yeah, this is the ecosystem they created. But when we talk about, uh, you know, NIL being used as an, an inducement, I keep trying to tell people and point them in the direction of the state of Missouri, Jeff. I, right. I think I've talked to you about this. It, it, no, it is by definition, yes. it is a state law that is literally meant to be an NIL recruiting inducement. If you sign and or commit to an in, in-state institution, right. you can make NIL money in high school. That in How itself, that as a state law, is, that's yeah. an inducement. I agree completely. That is by definition. You, you come here, you get this. That's, isn't that an inducement? <laughs> it's so then, without, def, without question. So I, don't, I don't really understand. Uh, I don't understand what, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand what the NCAA thinks they want to accomplish or thinks the world should look like. I mean, that is, you come here, I mean, and, and they're not the only place, like various companies, what SMU said, any player who comes here will get, right? Wasn't yes, SMU that did yes, that? yes. They said $36,000 if you're on a, uh, if so you're on scholarship. an inducement. You come <laughs> here, you get, you get this money. That is an inducement. You don't get it if you don't come here. You do get it if you do. That's an inducement. <laughs> so I don't really – that's why I don't understand I think if you why. even want to break it down deeper than that, you look at like Spire Sports Group, who is the, the NIL arm of Tennessee in general. You don't think that players look at the fact that they raised $9 million in funds last year? That's an inducement in itself. Yeah, I know that. I like that, but I know, I know, I know. It's not literally them saying, "Hey, we're going to give you this money." But if you look and you do your research and you see they made nine million dollars, you could be induced to go there because they make they, yeah. they have a yeah, ridiculous I mean, nil arm. The point is, it shouldn't even have to be that. There's no reason it has to be vague. We, why don't we want these 
players to know that if I come here, I get this. If I come here, I get that. I don't, I don't understand why, why that is so um, inappropriate that, that, that people will, you know, would, 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 would actually know up front what they're getting. It's just a bizarre world to think yep. that they shouldn't. Who would imagine? Like, you're hiring anyone, and you're like, no, we're not going to tell you what you're getting, and if we tell you, we're going to be punished. Well, what is they were even talking about? It's the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> and so I would think that, you know, not everybody roots for Tennessee, and but I would even think that those who don't root for Tennessee would be thinking that the Vols are on the side of uh, what is right and good in this particular instance. Now I will say this about Tennessee, though, in general. Um, with the NCAA and how much they snoop around there, maybe, be you know, <laughs> being more careful probably would have been. Well, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. how, did they, how did they catch them? Like, you talked about why did they catch them? I, like, in the end, under the old rules, it used to be selective enforcement, right? You'd, get, you'd catch the people you'd catch. You'd catch the people who were sloppy. You'd catch the people who... So maybe that's why. Maybe it was just because it was so, um, you know, it was so out, the Nico stuff in particular was so um, public and out front and whatever. Maybe that's why. Or maybe it's because of the, because of the, uh, because of the flight. Like that's an easier thing to get someone on than this sort of broadly inducement thing, right? Like yeah. you can't do that if you're a booster. So maybe that's what they're getting them on. A little bit like Al Capone and tax evasion. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but it does strike me that. You know, Tennessee may still like. I we'll see. We'll see how this lawsuit goes. I think in the end they will be fine. Uh, did you, by the way, get to this sort of sidebar here? Did you get to sort of thumb through Donda Plowman, the 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 chancellor for Tennessee, her her letter to Charlie Baker? That was great. She, I, I mean, she absolutely yeah. body bagged him, completely body bagged. Yeah, I, I thought her her statement was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Basically, pointing out how little sense any of this made. Yep. Now, last thing for you. You feel confident about tonight with the Tigers versus Rice? Feel all right? Yes, I do. You, you have to, right? <laughs> I, I I feel immensely confident. I'm <laughs> confident I will be doing a radio show tomorrow where I will not say, no matter what happens, I will not say all is well with the world because I don't think you can prove that tonight. But uh, I don't think we're going to be having another another crisis show, opening the call, <laughs> opening the phones. What do you think is wrong with the Tigers and having all the theories? I think it'll be a happier day on the radio tomorrow morning. And, and, based, on, and based on what you said yesterday, you think we're going to have a switch up in the starting five? I think at least one. I, at least and one. one I would say is Jaden. I would say Jaden. Okay. Jaden's going to be in there, but I, uh, I would also start Tom one. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Well, Jeff, I appreciate it, man. All Enjoy right. yourself. See you, Gabe. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Daily Memphian columnist. Also, Jeff Calkins show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, Oxbow, I tell you about them every day, but they're the family-owned and operated retail store right here in East Memphis, and they are fantastic. Get to 964 June Road, two-story storefront, go in and pet A-list celebrity Earl the dog, and then get met by a kind and courteous staff that will show you in the direction of whatever you need. And what do they have? What do they have? That's the question that I get all the time. Well, first of all, clothing. They have a bunch of clothing. Um, whether it's your game day gear, you can get your Grizzlies, Tigers, Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama gear there, and they have the best brands, uh, Genteel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine. They have some nice uh, dress clothes there when you go into the store on the left. They have everything you could possibly need in the way of clothing. And then you move on to the sports memorabilia. They have so many different things. They have cards. They have collectibles. Um, they have autographed uh, sort of Grizzlies pictures. They have everything you need in the way of sports memorabilia. And it, it, they have a great selection that you will love if you're a great 
and big sports fan. Uh, you also can move on to the vinyl if you're into the vinyl. If you like music and you want some some of that vintage vinyl, go in to 964 June Road off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. And if you're into hunting, they have hunting and outdoor essentials on the top floor. Go and check out all of that. And then uh, I talked about the game day clothing. They have game day gear if you're a big tailgater. They have cups, koozies, tumblers, coolers for everybody uh, to go in and take advantage of. So you can get to Tiger Lane, you can go to the Grove, and you will enjoy yourself. Get over 964 June Road. That's where you can find Oxbow. And then you can go online as well, and they carry just about everything they carry in-store online. Go to shopoxbow.com, shopoxbow.com. And when you go to check out, after you get everything in that shopping cart, they give you a space to put in a promo code. And when you go to put in that promo code, use mine. The Gabe Show, all caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show, and you will get 20% off your online order. Again, The Gabe Show, so you get 20% off your online order at shopoxbow.com. Whether you're going online or in store to 964 June Road, make sure that you shop local. Shop Oxbow. Now we need to take a trip around the National Football League next, so stick around. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back into the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have made their head coaching hire, and it is a really good one. i got to be honest with you, I really love it. Mike McDonald, who is the D.C. for the Ravens, who just bowed out against the Chiefs last week. He will take over at 36 years of age. He's the youngest head coach in the NFL, and he's following who was the oldest head coach in the NFL last year. So it's going to be a change of culture to a certain extent, but I think Mike McDonald fits perfectly. On the offensive side of the ball, I think you're sort of taken care of. You have Geno for a couple more years, you have Tyler Lockett for a couple more years, but you have DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Your old line is building itself. I really like what they have on the offensive end, but I want to focus on the defense. That was a defense this year that I thought underachieved considering the sum of their parts. Um, but they have a bunch of young, impressionable players on that defensive side of the ball. Tariq Woolen, who was his second-year uh, cornerback this year. Devin Witherspoon, who was their first-round pick. Uh, Quandre Diggs is still there. They have Boye Mafe, Jordan Brooks, two young linebackers. When you talk about Mike McDonald, you can't ignore the fact that he was his, his defense this year with the Ravens was first in scoring defense and also first in sacks. He knows what he's doing on the defensive side of the ball. So that will be taken care of, and you have a young, impressionable core that you can really make something happen with and maybe return to that Legion of Boom-style defense to go along with the offense led by Geno Smith. So I really love this hire. I think it's going to be strange, though. Um, you, you, you have to the age. You, you cut the age in half from your last coach. Now, I think Pete Carroll acts relatively young. He's still... Very uh, high intensity, a lot of energy. But Mike McDonald, I think this is a home run hire by the Seahawks and a perfect guy to go ahead and succeed, who was relatively legendary in Pete Carroll. The Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers, this is really interesting. And I, I sort of want to bring this up as a overarching football coaching conversation. So the Green Bay Packers, their defense coordinator, Joe Barry, is no longer there. They ended up firing him. They parted ways with him. So they've been looking for a defensive coordinator this whole time. And you know who they landed on? 
Boston College's head coach, Jeff Halfley. So he has now gotten Boston College in four years to three bowl games. He's done relatively well at Boston College. And he is leaving what he's built as a head coach, making all that money to go be the defensive coordinator for Matt LaFleur in the NFL. And there are apparently sources out there um, that told ESPN that college coaching has become fundraising, NIL, and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore. And they sort of cite that as the reason that Jeff Halfley is leaving. I sort of wonder, like, how many coaches are feeling that way? And will we see this become a norm considering the new age of college football with NIL, with the recruiting calendar extending all the way into the spring? It's really tough. It's really tough. But Jeff Halfley, Boston College's head football coach for four years, is headed to the Packers to be their defensive coordinator. The Kansas City Chiefs. All right, now this one's interesting. We talked about the Justin Tucker, Patrick Mahomes run-in. We do have an explanation from Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes thinks Justin Tucker was just trying to get under his skin. And he talked about um, how, yeah, he understands kickers need to warm up on each end of the field to get used to the wind and how it's going to blow and deal with each uh, uh, each goalpost. But he did say there's been three occasion, three occasions in his career where there's been a kicker that wasn't moving out of the way or sharing the field in the right way, and it was in Baltimore all three times. He said he does that stuff, I think, to get under our skin. So, I, you know, I don't know who's in the right. I, I, I know that we probably could have handled this like men, but it sounds like Justin Tucker's kind of a... Trying to trying to play head games with an opposing quarterback as a kicker? How about that? Yeah, home field advantage. I guess so. I, I guess. I guess. What I didn't get about Justin Tucker, because it looked like Patrick Mahomes was near the goal line. Why, why do you have to line up your tee right there? Wouldn't you, like, move out? Like, you're not going to get – you was – here's a, here's a spoiler alert for you people that sort of, you know, you need to know math a little bit. You're never going to kick a field goal from the one-yard line or the goal line. It's never going to happen. You have to snap seven yards back. So it doesn't get blocked. So I, 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 uh, I think I, I think I'm more on Patrick Mahomes' side with this whole thing than I originally was. The Philadelphia Eagles. Now, if you needed, I know I don't need any more reason to to love Jason Kelsey and who he is as a guy. Um, but I got more of a reason. Uh, I, I do want to start. Retirement, it's tough for me to watch. I've already talked about how much, like, when I was playing football, this was a role model. This is a guy I looked up to, tried to model my game after. Athletic, maybe not the biggest of size, but he got out there in space and he was physical, and I, I always appreciated that about him. But know what I appreciate, appreciate about him more? They were talking about it on the New Heights podcast with him and Travis Kelsey. Jason Kelsey professed his love for backyard football and backyard baseball. For you 90s kids out there, like me and Connor... You know what we're talking about, how, how in love you should be with those computer games. I used, to, I used to play that every day when I got home on my desktop computer when I got home from school. I'd log on, go in there for about an hour, play my season. I'd have Barry Bonds hitting bombs, Pablo Sanchez. Pablo the Sanchez the is goat. the GOAT. He's absolutely the GOAT. Um, you know, Pete Wheeler was really good in backyard football because he was fast. He could roll. He's, he had the wheels. He had the wheels. But Jason Kelsey... He said, I don't even know if I want to mention this. I've secretly been looking into seeing if anybody holds the rights to backyard baseball and backyard football because I want to buy it and get this thing going again. Respect, brother. 90s kid just like everybody else. During the pandemic, I downloaded backyard baseball and played it. Downloaded it? Oh, yeah. 
There's emulators out there where you can find it. Is it legal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not like LimeWire where you're going to give your computer. No, 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 no. A, I a mean, serious it, it seemed to, it seemed above board. Yeah. If if he if he if it gets launched by Jason Kelsey, I might get back into it. I also do, you know, not just my desktop computer. I remember having backyard baseball, especially. I had my uh, PSP. My, my no, well, PSP one, but before that, my Game Boy Advance. Oh, remember the Game yeah. Boy Advance? Do I remember? It was it. the side. It was the long one. Yeah. It was the long one, not the DS where you flip it up. It was the long one. I think that was like the least sold <laughs> Game Boy in the history of Game Boys. Right there with the with the uh, well, the OG was phenomenal. I have the color at my house right now, and I still play it. Really? Yes. Pokemon Red. Is it, is it, it holds up well? Yeah. It's like, it's Dude, those things are machines. <laughs> it's never going to break. They're like the old Nokia phones. It's going to all of us. Yes. <laughs> you can just throw it against the wall. It's still going to work. Just well, don't bust the screen. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe don't throw it against the wall. But yeah, as long as you don't just you know put it in water, it's going to work. Okay. I got you. I, I mean, I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I have not come across a Game Boy in a while. Those things go for a lot of money. They do. If they're, in, if they're in good condition. They very do. They you ever thought about selling it? Going no. on eBay, trying Hell to auction no. it off? Nah. Nah, I don't want to sell it. If you're ever in a bind, <laughs> think about if it. If I'm ever in a bind, I can sell my game for <laughs> yeah. $100. Yes. yes. If you're ever in a bind, brother, just make sure you <laughs> make sure you think about that Game Boy. I'm going to get some of that old Dom money if I ever need some. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now, happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three, maybe even four. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, you can also bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more on top of that. New customers can join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That is G-A-B-E-K my promo code to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Nine. Small talk is on the way. So we'll be back in a second. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. They keep trying to tell me Robert Irwin Jewelers is the number one place to buy diamond engagement rings. Make sure that you get to Robert Irwin Jewelers, one of five locations. Go to rijewelers.com because you get more choices. Robert Irwin Jewelers has a large collection of natural and lab-grown diamonds in all shapes and sizes, and they make custom designing your engagement ring risk-free and easy. You can have a picture. You can have a drawing. You could bring it to life using Robert Irwin Jewelers, and they will handle it for you. And here's the best thing. They have the meant-to-be guarantee. They have the RIJ way. The meant-to-be guarantee means you can buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you have 365 days to return it. No exceptions, no catches. If you have something go wrong with it, you guys break up, whatever it may be, you can bring it back in and get a refund of full purchase price. And then that RIJ way. Um, They have free ring sizing for life. If that 
ring is too snug or too loose, you bring it in to Robert Irwin Jewelers, and they'll handle that for you. Uh, they have jewelry spa service. It's free for life. So if you want to keep that fine jewelry, bright and sparkling like the day you bought it, you bring it in there, and they will handle it for you for free. And then you can also go, also ask her now and pay later with financing, like 24 months deferred interest, take up to 60 months to pay to low APR. They have four decades plus worth of experience in the jewelry business at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Make sure you get over there. You can trust them, and uh, they always provide timeless treasures for generations of families. Again, you have bigger, brighter diamonds at better prices with Robert Irwin Jewelers, but you can get over to one of their five locations or online at rijewelers.com. Now, we need to go ahead and transition. Let's get to small talk. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. Now, yesterday, front office sports was talking with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, of course, is uh, supposed to be taking over in the Fox Sports booth as their number one game analyst for the NFL. Now, there was a discussion potentially about Tom Brady forming a three-person booth with Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, but Brady confirmed to front office sports that that will not happen. And one of his big quotes is, I believe I can provide a pretty unique perspective that I think a lot of people will really like, end quote. Now, th- here's where I'm at with Tom Brady. I'm going to wait and see. I think he, he's he got plenty. He's like the, the football knowledge is unbelievable with the guy. We, we know that he can provide some good analysis. I think there, there is the thought process behind the fact that he could be potentially raw when he actually gets into the booth with Kevin Burkhart, but they're paying him a lot of money, so they're banking on this thing working. The one thing that frustrates me the most about Tom Brady getting in that booth as the lead game analyst is who it leaves behind. That game that we saw on Sunday on Fox was the last game as the lead analyst that that Greg Olson seemingly will ever do for that network. And of all of the guys out there who do game analysis, I know that there's guys that have been doing it for a long time. Chris Collinsworth is the guy that comes to mind most notably. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't like his style, but I think he's good at what he does. Tony Romo, you know my opinion on him. Not a huge fan, never really was a huge fan. I think people got really into him calling plays, calling out what was going to happen. I'd rather you tell me what happened instead of telling me what's going to happen. That's just my opinion on the situation. But Greg Olson, in his short time in the booth, I think took over as the fan favorite. I think he took over as sort of the best analyst doing it right now for the NFL on those, in those primetime slots, in those primetime games. And I, I'm frustrated that he's not going to be a part of, of sort of Fox's lead game. And I don't know about you, Connor. I look at all of these networks and what they're paying some of these guys and what they were paying, basically not paying, the lack thereof, sort of what they were not paying Greg Olson to do the same thing. And I think somebody needs to hire him if they know what's good for him. You need to bring him in. He is the best one doing it right now. And I don't know if I hear a lot of people disagreeing with that sentiment. He is very good at what he does. Good voice, good analysis. He understands the game at the highest of levels. He's done it before at a very, very high level, all pro, pro bowl level. I think he checks all the boxes. And I think somebody needs to hire him to do their primetime slot. Yeah, I think uh, especially listening to him after Romo, who, you know, I thought he was okay, but 
it's the little moments and the in-between stuff where Romo really struggles, and there's a bit of an awkwardness there that just wasn't there with Greg Olson. I thought he was tremendous, and I did see on social media a lot of people being like, oh, Greg Olson's really good at this. So it does feel like a bit of an odd decision just to oust him right now, but I understand it for Tom Brady. I get it. I get it. It's what, Tom. $360 million yeah. over 10 years? Yeah, listen, yeah. I totally get it. It's, it. it's Tom Brady, and I do think that he should be – I think that he'll be pretty good. I, I enjoy his podcast appearances. He usually is pretty insightful on those. So if he can bring that to the booth, I'd be for it. But it's just, uh, it is unfortunate that Greg Olson is getting ousted for it. But I, I would be surprised if he doesn't land somewhere soon. He should land somewhere. I don't, but like, there's not a spot really in, in prime time that you can really think for him. I guess maybe if, if, if Amazon was sort of over the thought process behind, behind Kirk. Maybe you bring him in there, because I think a lot of people think Kirk is a college football guy, you know. That, but I think he does fine on the NFL as well. He's just not as not as sort of built for it as, as Greg Olson is. Maybe that's an option. But then you'd have to oust Kirk Herbstreit and take that away from him. I don't know if there's any open slots for, you know, primetime games. But that's a guy you need to keep around if at all possible. If you're Fox or if you're any type of network. Um, you think Tom Brady's going to be good? I'm curious about it. I'm curious. I, I, I don't have a reason to think he won't be. I, right. I, I mean, as much as he has sort of turned the tide on, you know, being more of a personality with the podcast and everything, I never saw him as Mr. Warmth and personality during his career. He, you know, everything was sort of down the middle, very measured and everything else. That's, that's kind of what you need, that's though, for kind, a cover I guess guy. so. Yeah. I guess so. I don't so. need a, a warm... I don't need know. somebody being wild, although need, some of the best I guys... Think, and, like, when we talk about John Madden and, and the, the, the type of guy he was in the booth, he was eccentric as hell. It, it can work for some guys. It's... One thing with having Brady is that anything he says will have immediate credibility to it, and I, do, th- and I do think that that matters, because it's, it's quite literally the GOAT that's talking to you about football. And that's going to matter. It's just about are the it's, for him. It's going to be what it is with Romo. Is it the in between stuff? Is that okay? Because the analysis we know is going to be good, but can he do the rest of it? That's, have, that is a, to be seen. And I'll say this: we have a true football guy in the booth with Tom Brady when it comes to like sort of old school mentality, grinding it out, taking the points, screw the analytics. That's, I feel like Tom Brady's kind of going. I mean, he he talked during the year. We we accept too much mediocrity in this game. We don't teach it how we used to. Football. It'll guy. be electric when he says that during a DAC game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Real football guy. But we have one hour left in the show, and we need a transition. We'll talk a little college basketball next with my man Kevin Sweeney. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.